Tace and I have done many New York City marathons together, and we we will run like on the bridge, and we like get really excited because like we can't like everybody's walking up the 59th Street Bridge, and yep. we're like bridge brothers, and we're like we're being obnoxious, we're being obnoxious, like let's fly through this shit. Welcome to Let's Get Uncomfortable, a running podcast where we shake out and purposely go off track on any and everything related to our favorite hobby. Get ready to get uncomfortable along with our guests, because growth only happens outside of your comfort zone. Here are your hosts, Ines Babea, Jamie Chen, and Nathan Schiller. Hi, I'm Nathan Schiller. Hi, I'm Ines Babea. And I'm Jamie Chen, and welcome to Let's Get Uncomfortable. Today, we welcome Mike Says and Cedric Hernandez from the legendary Bridge Runners. Bridge Runners have dominated Wednesday night runs in New York City since 2003. Bridge Runners is a space to get acquainted or reacquainted with the hidden gems of New York City. I mean, when I ran with Bridge, I thought I knew New York City, and I was constantly discovering new paths. Just expect the unexpected when you run with them. <laughs> well, Jamie, that's actually a perfect transition into our sports legacy segment which looks at the early days of the New York City Marathon. So we all know that this is an enormous, enormously popular event today. But when it debuted in 1970, there were only 127 runners and only 55 of them finished. And it was held entirely in Central Park. So six years later, in 1976, more than 2,000 people showed up and they moved the race out of uh, Central Park and snaked it all the way through the five boroughs. And that attracted a lot of international attention. And in some real way, it showed that New York City was the perfect running city. So Mike and Cedric, the tagline on Bridge Runner's Instagram account is, the city is our gym. Can you guys talk about why you love running all over New York City? Stace, you always start. I'll, I'll, I'll always follow. Um, well, it is really, it, it's all about the exploration, you know, and discovering new things. So... You know, Wednesdays, we generally don't plan where we're going, but if we hear about a new art piece in Brooklyn or where they moved the yo sign to or, uh, you know, the flat iron and, you know, different installations, it's that basically, or even a gallery opening, like we, we've run to the Bronx before, to the Bronx Museum of Art, to, just to, uh, to see shows, Jose Parla and Henry Chalfant and stuff like that. So. Basically, it's about the exploration and what you see along the way, which makes you forget that you're running. And I think that's the trick to it, is uh, to not really realizing that you're, you're running seven miles. We kind of trick people into that. It's like seven miles is called a BR5, you know, and, and kind of, you know, when, when you, it's weird too, because people don't know where they're actually going most of the time. Um, but I, I think that it's the journey that's more important than, than the bridges themselves. Yeah, <clears throat> um, I'm gonna add to that. Um, I've decided, I've always, like they said, I've always said that we should uh, never tell anybody um, the route, um, the experience they're gonna have because just uh, expect the unexpected as a, uh, as um, what's the name? Um, Jamie. Jamie, Jamie said, um, when she <laughs> said that. Um, that's what we've always um, gone by. That's like one of our mottos. And it's just because we've always felt that it's, um, it's just interesting. It's just more, it, I think it's uh, more gratifying when you enjoy something and you see something for the first time. And, but if you're telling somebody, hey, we're going to go to this museum and we're going to see this and we're going to go to this uh, 
art wall, I mean, a graffiti art wall, whatever. They, they're already expecting it, but it's just nice to do it. Sace would just pop up, take a quick pick, something they're going to uh, remember forever, especially that a lot of these uh, murals don't last forever. So it's something that you're going to see, and then you can go back um, 10 years later, um, 10 years after, and see that same picture and remember that, that, that experience in that day. Um, I think that's why we say that gym is uh, – I mean, the city's our gym because um, we literally, um, people like go to places like parks, like, you know, the East River, and that's their gym. Um, they'll go around the track and do that. But we really um, take advantage of every borough. We run through Queens, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Bronx. You know, we've had some crazy stories in all those boroughs um, from getting lost to, uh, to just, uh, to, to, yeah, to really meeting people and, and experiencing things that a lot of people um, will never experience, uh, like Jamie said earlier. So take us back to 2003. What was the running scene like in New York City when you started Bridge Runners? It was just kind of joggers. There wasn't really anything cool about it. Um, we started running at night because uh, it was too hot that summer. So we were just doing night runs at like seven and then we would do a midnight express and then we would do something we call the after party, which was like, you know, the best way to, to uh, prevent a, um, a bad morning after is to sweat it out. So we would get <laughs> drunk and, and run. So one time we ran to Juvenex at four in the morning. We went inside Juvenex. They stayed asleep. We all schwitzed, you know, for like an hour and a half, sweated out, left. I left a $20 tip for four of us. They never woke up. But that was kind of something that we would do after the club. That was the after party. But it was really kind of about like, you know, people were back then were running in Air Force Ones and, and clothing that we weren't wearing. Nobody had on dry fit. I used to run in cargo shorts. We, you know, it was, and it was just kind of like, it's kind of like a sweated out thing, I guess, you know. Um, and it was really about non-running runners. You know, there was nobody with us that I was like, oh, I do marathons or I ran track in school. It was kind of just like, we're going to run from here to there and have a good time. So that was kind of, it was kind of raw. And then we got, you know, we weren't involved with Nike until really 2005. We met in 2004 and they kind of helped us kind of pinpoint what we were doing and, and make it an event. So they were, they were impressed by the reasons why we ran through neighborhoods. Cause you know, I, I would run down Kent, right? And it's funny to me because there was no bike lanes on Kent. There was nothing, it was just me. And then there was like a, a bagel bakery sort of off by Flushing. And I used to run by it all the time and smell the bagels and think if I was hungry, or if I would eat one cause they were in a garbage can or something. But it, it, when I told Nike, and a, one particular guy, Gerardo Carucci, about how I would follow my nose and then look for graffiti. He thought it would be really cool to, to connect the culture of the city to the running, which was, is what we did. But he said, let's, let's do it in a way that we could bring the smells of, of Elizabeth Street Bakery back to New York and, and different things. So that's when it became sort of like um, a mission to see old New York. So the Fulton Fish Market, you know, before they closed down. Or, I moved up to Hunts Point. <laughs> yeah, so right before they closed down, we did a run and we 
met with the you know third ge generation fishmonger who explained the whole history of it and you know how the fish never was delivered by boat only by truck but they were a port where they you know had a, a market but um so then it became about the history of new york so like while we when we were doing it you know we were living it and making it because it's 2003 and there's not cool people running at midnight so that was like the first <laughs> crew experience right so we're making history but then it became sort of this culture tour where it's like okay let's learn about the history of these streets which is makes it really cool for for myself and cedric who like everybody else that runs with us we think we know new york we're true yorkers and we know everything but we really don't know anything and there's so much you know old and new so that's what makes the you know that's what makes it kind of extra special because expect the unexpected is for us as well right it's like i don't my expect the unexpected isn't um you know we're gonna see a wall my expect the unexpected is the old man that finished the 50k with us uh on new year's when we did a new year's plunge and this old man happens to be running along the pier with us or or the fact that we were able to run around seagate because there was a low tide so we ran over rocks that are generally covered with water at that specific moment and so that's the expect the unexpected i didn't know that was going to happen so you know it's not it's not really about like oh you're going to be surprised tonight it's we're going to be surprised tonight like we're going to find something and that's that's where that really came from it's not really like I think we share in the excitement and the learning and the make a left because we hear something or a right because we see something as much as everybody else. You know, it's not like it's a, we're not tour guides knowing where we're going. We're, we're going, you know, with the, with the breeze. Bridge Runners is such a badass name. So <laughs> where did you come up with the name? And is, was it formally a group then? Because it seemed like it kind of grew organically, but then when did you feel that you formally became the group Bridge Runners? And where'd you come up with that badass name? Well, it was, um, we weren't really a group, but we were running bridges, right? So that was the whole thing is that what's on the other side. So it used to be, because we were, we were had a, we were biking and we were called the Bridge Rollers. I don't even know if we had a name back then either. But it was basically like, yo, on Bedford Street, there's a, there's a Mexican record shop that has the illest tacos in the back. And then we used to meet at the hat where they had the frozen margaritas to go. So it's kind of about like getting to a destina destination and, and, and then about supporting that space that might not be there. There was a place in Williamsburg called the dugout that we used to go to, it's not there anymore. All these things are gone. So it was kind of about like, let's go somewhere, spend some money in a different neighborhood and try to hope that place is still around, you know? Um, so, and that was the, the bridges were connecting these, these businesses. And then I think it was like Blade Runner that got me to think Bridge Runner. Something movie? about the, Yeah. Oh, was, bad movie. That's a good one. Yeah. So Blade Runner, it, was, it actually came because that was one of our first logos was like a Blade Runner thing. And then we saw, I, I, I believe it might've been through Wyden and Kennedy or somebody that came through with this kind of warriors connection that we were like the warriors, like this gang. And then like, then we ended up with the warriors logo. That was pretty sick that my boy Jay Money did in the sky blue. But it was kind of like this graffiti warriors thing, kind of, you know, this whole kind of like, and that's, that's kind of what we were. We're more of a gang than a club, right? There's been run clubs forever. 
There's been hashers forever. There's probably people that have been running at night forever, but there was never really this collective of like artists, ex-graffiti writers, you know, DJs or, or straight drunkards that would run at two in the morning. Well, you know, I, I want to ask you about that. Like Cedric, did you feel that you were someone who would run at midnight and two in the morning and take all these experiences before you guys did Bridge Runners? <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, absolutely not. I mean, I didn't like running at 2003. When I, I met Sage probably like late 2003. He already had started Bridge Runners. So it was just, when he told me I was running treadmills, I would run treadmills just because I needed to get cardio, just because I was the athlete that played basketball, baseball, football, and I couldn't find my friends to work, to play anymore because they were dating girls or they had kids or, you know, we couldn't find the leagues anymore because when you get older, people work and it's just, you know, things happen. So I really said I can't run. I hated running. I, I just did it because I knew I needed to do some kind of cardio. And when he kept on, I met Stace in the FDR drive. We were doing some track work. I remember Power was part of that too. And uh, Stace just came by and he kept on just, and this is the story, literally, he come out, he came out a few times, he just come through, trust me. I was like, eh. And I would just like brush it off because it was just not something I thought was going to ever be fun. I really didn't think so at all. And when I went that one time, I remember it like it was yesterday and I was like, damn, this is really cool. I just like the people. And that's why I think that also Nike liked to get on board because they saw the, the you know, real New York in that group, like, you know, different, you know, people, you know, color, uh, um, just the, the style, the it, swag. You said it, color. Y'all got charisma. Yeah, it was everything. It was just everybody was just, they, there was just a lot of cool people there, like, you know, influential people. And it was just naturally happening. It wasn't something like, hey, I'll come run with us and we'll give you something. It was just more like, these are friends of stage. Um, and I was like, I want to, I, I mean, I could bring my friends here from the Lower East Side and really we could build this. I kept on telling Stace, I remember I used to nag him like, yo, I want to be part of this, like really, like really be part of this. And he's like, nah, do it, do it, do it. He just said, do it. And it kept on just growing and growing. And then it just really became something beautiful. But I really wouldn't have thought in my life that I would run at the time because my running was treadmills. So I was just <laughs> trying to get it over with. So yeah, those runs, midnight and stuff like that really changed the game. And it's uh it just really showed uh, the badass um, side of, of who we really are. And I'm not even trying to say cocky like that. It was just like we were doing it when people are like sleeping or, or partying. We're like, let's get that running and then shower and then go to the clubs at 2.30 in the morning. So that was different. <laughs> That's why. Well, I mean, you guys grew so big that, I mean, I was in 2017 in Germany. Next thing you know, I see a whole Bridge the Gap movement. Can we talk about this Bridge the Gap? You guys blew up internationally. I saw Random Crew and all these other crews giving love to Bridge Runners. And I remember a Brooklyn half, you guys had this all cruise event. Well, Sace could say, start the story with Charlie and everybody. That, how did this, how did this get so big? Um, well, I always knew there was bridges everywhere and that this would be a global movement. But I didn't, I, I, I wondered about what the names would be like the, you know, like the London Bridge Runners or something like that. And luckily that didn't happen and, and Rundum Crew uh, came about and, uh, and then other crews popped up. But they kind of, I think it was all like-minded people that were kind of, you know, probably not built for Nike Run Club or whatever those organized runs were and just kind of wanted to run to be healthy. For me, it was like, you know, gyms were expensive and here's a way that 
you could be healthy for just a fresh pair of kicks. And it was also had a lot to do with the sneakers as well. Like, you know, loving sneakers. Like I wouldn't have become a runner and, and a pair of, you know, whatever's, but a, 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 there's an attraction to being like, you know, fashion times function and, and looking fly and, 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 and running fly, you know what I mean? So that was, and that's kind of what we did or what, what Nike helped us do was like kind of create this cooler apparel and these cooler sneakers that, that we could rock. So like we would go, we would run to the club, you know what I mean? It wasn't, I wouldn't shower, I'd be in there with a headband on, you know? So I think that was part of it, like this kind of cool uniform and reflective and all this other stuff. And then I, I think for us, because it became a, a lifestyle and not just a Wednesday thing, um, you know, other people saw that and were like, okay, you know, we can do this. And, and I guess at the time Nike had supported some of the other crews, which were like Amsterdam and Paris. And then my friend moved to Hong Kong and he called me from there and was like, Hey, you know, what do you think about us starting a crew in Hong Kong? And I was the Harbor Runners and kind of, we were just advising people on, on kind of how to do it. But we didn't really, the, the, the gap wasn't bridged until Charlie Dart came to New York and met us. Um, and uh, we were on Bowery and he ran with us. And the, and the magical story is we didn't know who he was. And he completed the whole run with us before he introduced himself. And so he was treated as anybody else, not somebody that came from across the pond to run with us. And it was an epic night at Hail, Hailstorm for 15 minutes and all this kind of like this the skies and everything, all this stuff happened and we had no idea who he was. And then uh, Edson from, from Pata had come to New York and, and the same thing, like did the whole run with us. We didn't know who he was. So he just got kind of a New York treatment, not a special treatment, but a bridge runner treatment. And, and then from there, you know. Wait, I'm just, sorry. I think the, what is the bridge runner treatment? Because I know like the very first time I ran with you guys, I, I questioned why I was there from the beginning until the end. It was Adrian's birthday. You guys did a triple bypass. It was oh, December. It was December. It was freezing. And I remember Sandra is the one who invited me, Sandra Abrams. And to this day, I'm like, why am I friends with you? Because, <laughs> you know, we run the Williamsburg Bridge. We run the Pulaski, we get to the foot of Queensboro, and by then I'm done. I'm like, you know what? I, I don't want to be here. Like the train is here. I have no shame. I'm getting on it. And I remember like the guys from the 504 were here as well. And I remember like Mike, you said, you know, like if you go home, we all go home. So now I'm feeling all this pressure. <laughs> Everybody's just looking at me. <laughs> and then Ty goes, he's like, you know what? I'll, I'll run with you. We will go at your pace. And we could do this together. And then I hear friend, um, Sandra say like, yeah, peer pressure. And I'm like, you know what? Fine, we're gonna do this. You know. And then we ran over the bridge. And I think, so is that the treatment? That is like the, the bridge runner treatment that like you just get shocked. On the I call it hazing. It's like hazing a fraternity. <laughs> that, that is, it is like hazing. Stace <laughs> is like, it's just funny because he's the one that always tries to make few people feel bad that they don't run long. And I'm like, dude, let's just do it. I'll take the shore. He's like, come on, you could do it. It's only like two more miles. And I'm like, God, like, you know, so because, and he's, I think he's, he's um, scared a lot of people from going back to bridge runners. So you're not the only one, trust we, me. First of all, we yeah, Mike, every year for, 
for Global Running Day. You like, it's gonna be a shorty. And I tell my friends to come and it's like 11 miles. And they're like, why am I friends with you? I'm like, I'm sorry. First, firstly, we did a triple bypass last week. So apropos, but secondly, we invented the jumping ultra. So we give people the choice to run 31 miles or six miles and be in the same race and share the glory. So just define for the us. audience a triple bypass. Everybody join us. Your choice. Jump in where you fit in. Let's so define you, for the audience the triples. What is a, a triple? triple? Yeah, triple bypass is basically three bridges. I mean, normally it was just uh, the Manhattan, Brooklyn, Queens. I mean, Manhattan, Brooklyn, and uh, Williamsburg. Last week we did a BMW. <laughs> Yeah, yeah the BMW and I did um, a quadruple with you guys once. You killed me. <laughs> but you live to talk about it. That's true. And inspire others. Because at the end of the day, I ran five miles with the bridge runners. Whoop de whoop. I ran four bridges with the bridge runners. Oh, tell me more, right? Like <laughs> we tell now there's a story for your grandchildren and other future <laughs> bridge runners. If it's just look, if we if we did three baby. miles or five miles like everybody else, would there really be a story? You nope. know, like our short right. one is six miles now. You know, that's yeah. our short. And then we have a medium and then we have a long. But if we just ran three miles, really? That's, you know, so, but we want other people to run 5Ks. We want other people to have a five mile long. But because we've been around for so long, 18 years now, you know, we just try to keep raising the bar. You can't, you can't lead without leading. So if you know on a, on a BR Wednesday that if you personally want to run 10 miles, like, cause you need to, and that there'll be a bunch of people that'll do it with you. That's who we are. You know what I mean? The, the triple bypass means that you only have to do two of the bridges most of the time. So, you know, I, I think what it is is because we have so many like expert runners, like, dudes that do 234s and sub threes that we want to challenge everybody. So we want to make sure that no matter what, if you're, if you're doing a 12 minute pace or, or, or a six minute pace that you got something out of the run. So whether it be distance or speed or climbing a fence or going under a wall or playing in traffic, we just want everybody to kind of remember it. Cause I feel like we're only as good as our last run. I'm not going to say, you know, 2012 was our best, I'm going to say, which is when Bridge the Gap really started when we all met in Berlin and all the crews, not just, not just the first crews that made the pilgrimage to New York, which were, were Charlie and Edson and, and in Paris. Um, but when, uh, when we went to Berlin and like seven, eight crews, we all met out there, which was, was, was beautiful. That was where, where, where the crew love affair started. You want to explain that to them, Cedric? Yeah, I mean, that was that. I mean, I don't know if there's, there's going to be a question later about that, but I just wanted to, yeah, in 2012, we went out there, um, a bunch of us, we didn't even know what to expect. We knew that we were going to meet people from the run crews, but we didn't know how, was, how, how they were going to be because we didn't know, we thought we were like the coolest, right? Like, you know, you always, in your mind, you always think like you're the coolest, I mean, people ever. And, uh, and we started it, so we're going to, I mean, can they do it like us? And that was just the mentality you had. But we were, we were pleasantly surprised and it was just, they were as cool and it was just great people and good energy. And yeah, like I, I always talk about this story because Stace and I was like, uh, Stace and I were, were always taking pride in like trying to hang out till like four in the morning. 
and then running the next day, having to get up at 6 a.m. And that was not, uh, that we did that not because we wanted to show off. It was more just to show people that we have a balance. And this whole running movement, it's, um, it's about balance. It's about like, you know, enjoy your life. You know, you, know, you, can, you can drink alkaline water like we do, but then you can have a, you know, a shot of uh, tequila or whatever, a drink, uh, all these things, smoke a blunt, whatever it is that you're gonna do, but have a balance. Everything's all about balance, right? Um, so that night is just like, we're showing people, we're going to enjoy the city. It's a Saturday night in Berlin. Let's enjoy the city. Um, so say it's go, me and him and I find a hip hop club, listening to Biggie. I remember we put it, we're recording it, like put it on, I think it was Instagram or whatever. And the next morning we're like super tired, whatever, but we get to the half marathon. You know, we could do a half. We don't need to, to sleep much for that. And I remember that I'm going upstairs and that we, we, we all had a spot, uh, uh, in Berlin that Nike had provided and it was right next to the, the start or the finish and everybody's there taking pictures like oh this is bridge runners this is them run them crew whatever we're all having a good time Paris is there everybody um, and there's a crew that we've never heard of they're from Copenhagen they're just they had the they they were called Enbro at the time they were just like some fast badass runners that we didn't know about I go upstairs and I see a guy throwing up in the bathroom. And I thought it was like maybe nerves or something. Like he's like, oh, throwing up. And I was like, yeah, you could. He was like, oh man, I'm fucking hungover. And like, you know, we slept like 30 minutes. And I was like, fuck, these guys beat us because we slept an hour and a half. So I was like, oh. And that's when I said, people are like, you know, this is, this is a cool movement because it's just people that really wouldn't, like say said earlier, wouldn't run with an average run club because they just don't feel like they, they fit in. And we've always said that we're, we're like the misfits of running. And it's because we, we're really different because we want to have that balance. We want, I mean, we don't want to just be focused on like running a marathon and training every day for it and just being all about marathon. We want to go in like to Peter Lucas and have a burger and we want to do this. And we just, just go with the flow and just really enjoy um, running instead of like making it a job and then you start feeling like am I really enjoying this it's just I'm just trying to get some pe um, like some personal time like you know like like get get your time or like uh, see how many marathons I have on my belt like just how many medals I can get that after after a while it just becomes the same we just try to change it up every Wednesday and um, our runs especially when Stacey he's, he's a master at uh, finding routes like really looking for that that different experience and it's just when we run, it's just really an experience all the time. And I feel like those are way better than just doing the same kind of marathons every time in the same route. You guys so, provide like a sense of home. So I would say me mental health. I think you guys are almost like comforting. So, you know, I, I, I get what you mean. I think that you well, guys have that type. Yeah. And there's, there's so much a social aspect to this. So what did you guys do when the pandemic hit last spring? Because that, you know, suddenly you, you can't be with other people in the same way. What was your experience like and how did it change your relationship to group running if it did? And what do you think is going to happen after the pandemic is over now that we have some little light at the end of the tunnel? Well, let me, let me start. Wait, wait, let, let, me, me, let me do it first because you, you have right. more about it. So like, okay. I, we had just come from New Orleans like the night that Tom Hanks got it. So it was like really the beginning. And I remember sitting with the 504s in a restaurant and being like, wow, this might be the last time something like this happens. You know what I mean? Like, cause it was really hot. Like they were like, oh, somebody was at our bar last night that might have it and all this crazy stuff. And, but for me, um, 
and I had kind of hurt myself a little bit on that, on that 50K. And I was taking some time off. I decided to take some time off um, from running for the first time in 17 years. So I actually took a few weeks off at that time. So it was easy for me to not really uh, be in the mix. And we knew that we couldn't run as a group. But Cedric kind of delved deep into what was going on and try to keep people sane. So he did a whole program and you could tell him about that. Yeah. yeah, so um, I, I really thought it was important uh, because we have such a connection with people from around the world. And uh, I just, you know, we had a lot of downtime. So why not um, call these captains from around the world and find out how they're doing, how their run crews are doing, especially pe people like in Italy. I was talking to Bergamo, which uh, they're like a, a crew that's newer, but I've never, I didn't even know who the captains were, but I knew they were part of the run movement. And um I wanted to speak to Italy, which is one of the, the, that was actually at the time, the place that had the most deaths um, um, in the world. And they're the ones that got hit the most in Bergamo. And then I spoke to people in Rome and Milan. It was like a whole group thing. But I try to do that in different cities because I really wanted to, to show our run community how our captains and how their, their runners are doing. And also just to educate them how their city's doing. Um, because... We, we feel like, oh, my God, this is really messed up on us. But, like, people had it worse and some had it less less hard. But, you know, New York was hit the hardest. So we were really, like, dealing with it. But it was just something that we, I think, where we all can, you know, uh, we can all understand each other's, like, you know, pain and, and depression and everything that people were de dealing with. And that's why I feel like we all had to pivot and do something different. And that's why I decided to do that. But um, I also decided to run by myself because – I got COVID on March 15th, uh, um, and that's when he closed the city on March 16th, which is that Monday. I got it super bad for five days. I lost everything from, like, taste. Uh, I had horrible fever, aches and pains. I was weak. I couldn't get up to my sofa. And I started realizing, like, damn, if this – and I gave it to my mom because I was with her on that 15th. And I, she got it, like, a few days later. And I really thought to myself, imagine if – like something would have happened to my mother and my brother got it also, but like, uh, but he's younger, but if it would have happened because of my, you know, like me being out and at the end of the day, everything was open. So I, I feel like I would have, I would have been like, Oh, you know, I, I, I didn't know that this was going to happen, but still I would have never been able to live with myself. And I feel like a lot of people in this world, I mean, the world right now will be feeling like that. Um, for the rest of their lives because they probably have, you know, done something and they know that maybe it was them that gave it to somebody they love. And that's why I decided to stop running, even though I did get it and I might have the antibodies, but I'm just a little paranoid and I'm running alone now. So I started running more than ever. I started running like seven miles a day, seven days a week. I got super thin, but it was just to take my mind off of everything that was happening, try to stay positive because running keeps me positive. And then um, Sace, like said, Sace had um, taken some time off, so bridge owners wasn't happening, but I started getting a lot of bridge owners. I would call a lot of my bridges. Like, everybody, I'll just look, find them on Instagram, and I'll hit them up through there, or if I had the number, just to see how they were doing, because I was doing that with other captains from around the world. I really wanted to see how my bridge owners were doing, like how, just to make sure they were there um, mentally and physically, and a lot of people were dealing with, like, I need the group so much, like, we're you know, um, I, I, I have nothing, I, I'm not used to this. I look forward to Wednesdays. I'm dealing with depression and stuff. And I'm not gonna say any names, but there's many people. And I just started saying, damn, I wish I could do something, but I don't want to run right now in groups. And I'm happy that Sace uh, um, took the initiative and said he will do it and um, make sure that everybody's protected and using their masks. And there's no like, 
no tolerance for that. And he's been doing a great job. And I feel like a lot of people feel like they're home again. And um, it's helping everybody through this transition. And uh, we're, so hopefully when these vaccines uh, get rolled out to everyone, we'll be able to do all these things uh, around the world again. And yeah, looking forward to that. Yeah, I think one of the things that the pandemic has also like brought to all of us at one point or another is the anxiety that you were talking about, like, am I going to be next? Would I give to someone in my family? Like, how do you deal with that? And then also the isolation, you know, because running, it is like a solitary sport sometimes, but like the way that you guys have approached it and how you connect other people is about community and that how we're doing this together. And like missing that has been, has had a huge impact a lot of people and another impact from the the pandemic has been people now especially with coffee and power running to demand social justice so mike i know you one of the first speakers during running to protest why did you want to be involved in that oh i mean anything that comes out of from what you know we started when we were drinking frozen margaritas on stanton and ludlow is just great you know we like even the crews like we you know, like it's our, it basically it's our garden, you know, that we kind of help plant these seeds and now like all, everything that's happening is, it's just, you know, because it's not, it's everybody has a position to help, you know, and, and making activism part of our lifestyle, you know what I mean? And, 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 you know, like we did this whole dunk the vote program and all these things, but making, making it, you know, cause it's, it's not just about running, obviously, you know, like in the beginning it was more about like this network of creative people that happened to run, you know what I mean? And that was cool because, but it was also like, there was always DJs and there was always dancing. There was always this great celebration and a continuation of a runner's high. But as we've evolved and the movement has evolved, we should obviously be more involved with with what's going on around us. And, and the same way that we made running part of our lifestyle, uh, activism, you know, through action is, is the next step. So the fact that, you know, uh, Power and Coffee are doing that and there's, there's other crews doing other things. And basically every crew is connected to, to some sort of nonprofit uh, for some, some sort of, you know, something wrong bringing awareness to wherever it just gives us more meaning right so it's not like we're way beyond metals heavy metals and and prs and and even photos but we're actually doing things like today um for national service day the crew uh volunteer with ahrc and develop food out in brooklyn is something we did last year and it's kind of like as runners we should always be doing beach cleanups or or you know farms in the projects or beehives or anything because we're a cool group of people that should be doing cool things and you can't run 24 hours a day so i just think it's great because also there's there's a lot of other people you know that like with this platform of being a runner can present other things you know what i mean whether they're poets or pizza makers you know what I mean they're like because you have this cool network of people you could show off your talents and and obviously power has, has been a uh, a leader in many ways so he gets to shine with a with a bigger stage and, and people get to sweat and 
it's it's kind of it's very cool i'm very proud of, of anybody and everybody that uses running as a platform for you know more than than uh 26.2 you know and it's funny because you said about bridge runners connecting people about two two three years ago somehow in my head i was like oh bridge runners that's what we do huh we bridge runners okay i think it's when i found out that's a that, good play uh, you bridge the gap and you bridge runners together <laughs> yeah uh, uh, somebody was somebody was saying like that when people go to, to on wednesday they say are you going to bridge like are you like i like it's a, a card game bridge or something right are you going to bridge and i was like oh, we are yeah we are bridging we're bridging runners so i thought that was really cool and that's kind of what we i kind of feel like we're separate from everybody else in that way that we're kind of like we train leaders to be to start their own crews that's kind of been our thing like a lot of especially female uh, leaders come, come through our camp. And, um, and we pride ourselves on that, like providing a blueprint on, you know, what, you know, how to be more than a run club or, you know, how to be, how to be part of a movement, you know, not, not to exactly replicate us. You know, you can't play in traffic in London or in Paris and those places, you can't do what we do. But just to make it more about the roots and culture than just about the, um, you know, the speed. Yeah. If you yeah question, I mean, quick. I just want to say, because I want to give a shout out to both of them, Coffee and, and Power. They've been doing that. So they did, they've done so many good things and uh, they continue. I just saw the other day, I think it was yesterday, they did something amazing. But I feel like um, before, I mean, when I first started running, it was just more about like the first day when I came, it was really about me trying just to enjoy running but I, I started seeing that we needed we had more purpose and that we were going to be able to help many people when I go around the world and I speak to these crews and um, seeing how they're doing they just talk about how uh, this movement has changed their life and I feel that throughout these runs that everybody's doing they're changing other people's lives and really bringing a lot of focus to what's what's really happening around the world and in our states in our country and and other people's countries and people are running like crews from other cities are really uh, representing what's happening here in New York also, I mean, in this country. And uh, I just feel that um, they're all, we're all looking out for each other. We're just bringing awareness uh, to something that's very powerful. And uh, that's, uh, you know, it's just bad things is happening. And we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to keep on doing things no matter no matter what, what until um, we we see change, and I feel like um, as much as I want to do it, I can't now. But I just wanted to say that that's going to continue, and, and that's what we when we started with the uh, with the Harold Hunter Foundation that we started doing those runs at sending kids to camps. Uh, what does it say? Thirteen years now, 13, 14 years, yeah, something like that. Fourteen yeah, years. Talk a little um, bit about talk a little bit about that a little bit more, Cedric, for people that don't know about Harold Hunter. Well, say you want to talk about Harold first, and then uh, yeah, talk about Harold. Well, he grew up, well, you grew up in the neighborhood with him, so you could tell us. Yeah. He was a friend of mine, but Cedric probably heard of him. Yeah, I've heard of him. I wasn't a cool him because he was older than me. I know his brother. Um, um, he was a few years older than me, but I knew a lot of people that knew him. You know, he was in that movie Kids. He, he had a, he had a part there. Um, skateboarder was down with like New York. Uh, probably the first was he the first person to get a signed Cease? That is um, by New York. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know. But I, I just know that he was definitely, you know, influential, very outgoing person, human being. And, you know, he passed away. Uh, we we've got together with the foundation and says, uh, 
we, we connected with them and basically said that we wanted to do what we can to, um, to send these kids uh, that they started a foundation when we passed. And basically it take kids um, from the inner city that can't afford this amazing camp. Uh, um, it's called Win Woodward. Woodward, Woodward. And yeah, it's- Woodward uh, State Camp up in like Pennsylvania, I think. Like, yeah, it's like an amazing camp, but it's very expensive. And we want to take those, they take kids that are already good at skateboarding to bring them to the next level. And um, they, and it was just like our, let's do our part. Let's help out because, you know, this is something that kids are going to, it's like me when I was a kid, I always wanted to go to like the Michael Jordan uh, basketball camp and I never could afford it. And I could imagine if, uh, if like these kids get that experience and their idols are teaching them these skateboard idols are the ones that teach them so um i'm really happy that we're part of that and i think that people like i said like these things are even bigger because they're they're like really um dealing with what's happening right now and i'm really excited to uh to see that we kind of have a part of that and i'm really happy um yeah it was it was our it was our friend mike hernandez who was actually a, a, a fireman but a, a, a skater as well um, and, and he bought us the idea and it was, it was also a good way to like recruit like the skaters and bikers to go with us. So that's like really the parade that we do. And, and, and probably a lot, maybe, you know, a third of the people that might've been their first run was a Harold Hunter run. And it kind of, that's the day to bring everybody out because in a lot of people that bike it or skate like people that skated it now run it which is kind of awesome too like a few skaters turn runners but that's kind of a real community day and, and and a celebration of life and kind of a real new york day so we're super proud of of that and but i feel like every crew has their own kind of harold hunter thing that they're working on which is also a big a big part of it yeah no no absolutely i mean that's something we've always spoken when people even come to me and ask me Hey, how can I start a run crew? What can I do? And like, this, these are different countries. They'll hit me up to DM, whatever. And the first thing I say is just include everyone. Like, just don't be, don't try to be that cool group. What a lot of people try to do, and they forget. They think that cool is just the way people dress, the way that people, you know, if they're like some kind of DJ or something like that, and just that they're influential. But what's cool is when you really do something for your community, and when people really respect you for like really trying to do something instead of just being like, oh, I just want to have the flyest crew ever. People are gonna, people are gonna uh, um, really. Um, the, what's cool in life is just to help others and to be good and to do good to others. And uh, I feel like that's what we figured out because in the beginning I didn't even think that way, and now it's just all about that. So um, when I tell these crews, I'm like, don't try to be the cool crew. Just really get people together and tell them it's about balance. Really, um, it's it's about accepting the person that's running a 13 minute mile to the person that's running a five minute and 30 second mile. So it's like, what are you going to like, what are you going to do different? Like, are you going to just, just run down, like, you know, down the park, like, don't do that. Like make, make it about, you know, experiencing your city and all these things because they just really want to be part of it because they see a great community, but they, it's also, you have to teach them that, um, that it's more than just running. It's really about, a lifestyle so it's it's really giving getting people together and making them feel comfortable through running to make them forget about that they're actually running like it's crazy like it's it's crazy to say but we we do this all the time and that's why says gets away with it because he will tell you that we're going to go short or whatever and he puts a two or three extra miles on that run and people don't even notice it and they're like oh my god i've never ran that much in my life and it's because 
we're taking their minds off of running um, through the experience. I so I tell think, them. I, I think I what helps them. is that you guys don't leave people behind. Like, yes. That's, that's my biggest fear. I think I was intimidated when I first met you guys mm. because I thought that you had to be a certain type in order to run with bridge runners, but you guys really opened up and was welcoming and, you know, the slowest person will still have somebody supporting them in your runs. And, and that person will be clapping for the next slowest person. And that's, kind of, that's like the, the first time you get the, the bridge clap up. tunnels, the high five yeah. tunnels that you guys have. Yeah, that's the, we call that the bridge up. And, um, and I always feel like that last person who's like, they might be embarrassed because we're all waiting, but eventually they're going to, they're going to give somebody else that feeling. So that's, that's always exciting to us. And to answer your question before, which I'm trying to remember without writing down, but it's, it's all about the roots and culture. So like, for example, the NY, the Brooklyn half, I think is like the worst kind of race representing Brooklyn in New York. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's horrible. I mean, you get Prospect Park and you get Coney Island, but Ocean Parkway, I don't bike it. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't, um, I'm sorry, that's my dogs. Hey! Gonna... <laughs> Uh, yeah, start that again, Stacey. You gotta, you gotta start that again. You can't have barking in that. Um, so basically, we our runs give you the first of all, so it's the roads less traveled, right? So we like when we run sometimes on a Wednesday, we see other runners. We're like, oh wow, like what are they doing out here in certain place? You know, at certain times, certain places. So we don't want to necessarily run the FDR, and we don't necessarily even. Some of the bridges can be too crowded sometimes, but it's really about what's in between the bridges. You know what I'm saying? So like, you know, Greenpoint used to be really dead and all these places that there was nobody ever. And uh, that was kind of like, I think that's kind of our thing. It was like, because anybody could run the West Side Highway and anybody could run the bridges. You don't need us for that. You know what I mean? You could stop and listen to music. You could stop and take a picture. But I think it's what's in between and the way that we figure it out that we should go that way or that we, the way that we get lost and find, you know, great things like that. I, I think that's cool. So it's, it's really always about the route and, and keeping it fresh and being different. And, and really, again, like offering something that nobody else could or would like. So, so I'm sorry, but well, on, Mike. One of one of the runs that we do when we go down by Coney Island um, is we cut down by this little bay over there that they, they just did a story about how it's a toxic and how it's like kind of like uh, Gowanus right now, and um, basically we're like uh, you know that's that that's kind of our exploration is going through these things that nobody would ever see without us that things that we explore sometimes when we're on bikes so we could be like, Oh, what's down that alley? What's, what's over here? What's over there? So, um, so basically it's really about, again, people not, not that they don't know what they're, where they're going. Cause that's really not fair. We don't want them blindfolded, but is that you're seeing enough things along the way that you're like, wow, like that, this is New York, huh? Like this is Brooklyn. You know what I mean? Like, I'll give you the best example. Bedford Street is a great example of Brooklyn. You run through all these different neighborhoods. You smell all these different cultures. You know, you end up over there in Sheepshead Bay. 
from from over here. So it's like, and that's what to me, that's what running should be about. It should be about che che checking out your city, and like, and wanting to go back there. Like, yo, that pizza place smelled really good. I, I want to go back there with my friends. For example, we did we stopped by a Haitian patty spot, right? And now the runners have been going there every week. And they're like, oh, there's another one over here and another one over there. So it's like the fact that we could help support this Haitian patty spot that we discovered on a bike ride. And now we've probably put a couple of hundred dollars into that business because they have great Small patties. businesses need every dollar. You yeah, guys so are it's really about discovering those things, the right you know, the food truck, the this, the that, and that kind of, and that's why I love when people tell me, like Adrian was always been great at that. You know, when we go to Queens, he's like, oh, you get your ICs from here, your empanadas from here, or that, and that's what, I think that information, because then you leave with this knowledge of New York. You don't leave with like, oh, that's my longest run or my fastest run, or I met really cool people, or I can't wait to go back, where you actually retain this knowledge of New York that you could pass on. And that's what our city should always be about. It should, it should always be about learning. You know what I mean? That's what I love. I don't, I don't want to know everything about New York. I want to learn everything about, you know, like that's, that's the exciting part, whether it's a, a, a new spot or an old spot, you know? That's the, wait, before we, wait quickly, but I'm, I'm just add to that because say, I want you to know that we take, we take advice from every runner of something new. Like we, we never, we're not like the, oh, we know it all. Or like we, so the, the, the route is uh, ever planned in advance. If somebody comes that day and tells us there's something new that we should see, and it sounds interesting to us, we tell them, hey, don't say anything. We're going to go that way and we will we'll figure it out. But that's what, that's what he's saying right there is just that we're, we're always just, ready to listen to whoever and just to make that route better. Like we're, we're not, we, we don't know it all in New York. We're not from, we're from down to, we're originally from downtown, um, like Manhattan. These people are coming from Bronx, Brooklyn, Queens, uptown, everything. And it's just nice to just see their neighborhoods and really explore with them. Like they're putting us on to, to things in their neighborhood, which is cool. Well, I'm really glad that now we can describe Bridge Runners as the cool group that makes you talk about politics, culture, food, small businesses, getting lost, and then within that, finding yourself and you know bridging other countries and other people. So then let's talk about mile 21 for the marathon. How did that become the spot where, you know, Runtin Crew is there? Like all these other people that come from all, the, all over the world, like how did that become your spot for the marathon and not a bridge? Well, well, quick, um, like I always say that, you know, we've always said that we support like our runners or anything, but uh, we can't take credit for that. Like really when we felt that energy, was it in 2012 Saints that we went, um, I think to London and, and London had, they called it like uh, the Cheerdom crew instead of Rundum crew, Cheerdom crew. And I don't know where we just went. It was a tunnel. It was a tunnel. We were going through a 10K and it was just so much energy and just, it was so live and wild and we were like, wow, that was just, you felt it like they were really like, they knew you were coming, they were waiting for you and they came. They had big faces, like, blow up faces of people and big giant signs and that, yeah, the Cheer Them crew is how it started. And I believe that they, I think it was mile 21 in in, uh, in London, I think it might've been first. I, I tried to change it to smile 21. And then with, uh, with Brew Crew, we, uh, 
because uh, we had one of our marathons, we had one uh, cheer station in Brooklyn, and then we had one uh, on mile 21 in New York. But that's, a, I mean, that's, I think what's great about it is that's when you need it. You know yes. what I mean? Like right in New York, it's like you just came from the Bronx, you're about to go up this hill, you're about to run in the park and out of the park, and blah, blah, blah. So it's like, you know, that's where the pain is. So I think, you know, the mile, smile 21 is, is, is a perfect <laughs> space. But I think the fact that it's also the livest spot on the entire New York City Marathon, or probably wherever the cheer them crew and the cheer squad is, where, where crew members can go and, and get and refuel, and that's where you get what, what you need, or, or some people stop and decide to do push-ups in those places. <laughs> I, think, I think that's, not only is that like, super duper important because again like i get more and probably cedric as well get more out of our first timers training with us for a year and doing their first marathon in a year than we get from, from finishing a marathon um but i would have to say that cheering a marathon takes a lot more out of me than running a marathon <laughs> I mean, you're screaming the headache the this it's just the you're the out standing, there and the it's cold, the weather. It, all to strangers and it's it's kind of the best feeling it's kind of it should be like mandatory like paying dues is being part of a of, of the of cheering and it's just uh especially like at the end when it's just like tumbleweeds coming through and you're still out there and you know and you're and you're helping bring bring people in <laughs> and you're walking with people it's it's kind of uh i think that's the best part of the marathon you they, know, they, is. you know, you know, it's funny because like you just said that it's mandatory, you know, how like, uh, like the, the Roadrunners has that like nine plus one and you got to like, uh, that one is, is that you have to volunteer. It seems like they should just have people volunteer to really cheer people on because really it's amazing the the energy and the way people come out. I, I know people that they, they meet me after and I tell them, oh, we had a, and they did a marathon. They're, oh, you know, we have a thing on mile 21. They're like. I remember that because it was the livest part of the, you know, and that's, that's beautiful because we're not only giving props to our runners. If we did that, then we're only going to be cheering for a couple of minutes. And that'd be every 30 minutes, 20 minutes or whatever. But it's really important to give that energy to as many people as possible because they need it. And I wish that I had that. And I, I did have that when I was going through Brooklyn, places like that. Yes, it was live. But what's cool about that that mile is that that mile was really dead. That's in front of the projects, like in uptown. So nobody was there. It was a dead area. And now we made it a super live area. We look forward to it. And it's funny because, like he said, that you could do, you could get everything there. Like, literally, you can do your push-ups. You get your sweets. You could get your, you get your hugs crying. there. Everything. You get your... No, but you get your hugs there. You get your beer yeah. there. Whatever you want, we got. You know, we got alcohol to like hugs and love. You know, it's, it's pretty good. So it's that's a dope. A, it's a that's dope the crew love station. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. guys, you've been telling us about running all over New York City for all the best reasons, and you're the bridge runners, but you haven't told us anything about running bridges besides a triple bypass. Of all the runnable bridges in New York City, have you run every single one of them? No, I didn't see. I didn't see the movie either. Twenty One Bridges. I guess it has all of them in there. But <laughs> we do have like new bridge alert, and we'll run new bridges sometimes before they're built or try to. Um, and you know now, like, well, they opened up in Staten Island. We biked over that bridge, so now hopefully we'll be running 
from Staten Island to Jersey and back in and stuff like that. So we, we always want to explore and get new bridges, but we have definitely not run every bridge in New York. But also we count overpasses as bridges too. So running over an overpass on a highway is a bridge. Like anything is, you know, it's something, you know, or sometimes we do the under where we run under three bridges, right, right. you know, but it's, it's just, it's really about keeping it different. Uh, yeah. you know each time you know even if it's if last week we did the brooklyn to the manhattan this week we'll do the manhattan to the brooklyn and and, and try to switch it up or you'll run but on the is. bike path of manhattan bridge instead of the runner's path yeah sometimes and i remember when it was the other way around and the bikers were on the other side and, and i've been doing it for 17 years so but but but, but um, you know the, the the whole thing with the bridges though um, we ran, I think, every major bridge, if anything. It's just there's so many bridges. New York is crazy. Like, we found, like, remember that day we were in Brooklyn not too long ago? We found, like, in the industrial area, we found a bunch of little small old bridges that we were like, damn, we never ran this. But that's what it is. There's so many bridges in New York, but all the major, like, from the ones to the Bronx and Manhattan, like, all those, like, uptown, like, the, the G-Dub. Well, Randall's those, Island and the Randall's, Tribal. Like, we ran all, all stuff, those yeah. bridges, like. And um, there's the one I haven't ran that I do want to run is the, the Cuomo one. I heard that's a good one. It's really long. about that. Have you guys gone up that far? I think. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we, we run far. I was like, well, yeah, we, 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 we haven't Washington run that yet. A few people have biked it. I heard you might have to wear a helmet if you run it, too, or, or no? No, 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 no. I heard you have to wear a helmet <laughs> to bike it. But, uh, I've biked that a few times. It's nice. It's long. Really? Yeah. All right, you guys we, could take, like, the Metro North up there, stop, start there, and then run back home. <laughs> I think well, we I've been planning on doing some some longer distance runnings because we we do a we do a bike ride from Brewster to Wooster, so we take the Metro North up there and come down a lot of those trails. So thinking about doing our own little relay races and up there and going over that bridge. I'm I'm excited about that one. I love the uh, Kosciuszko. Kosciuszko, how you pronounce it? But uh, that's a great bridge. It's oh, super yeah. wide and open and lit. So that, but that's kind of hard to connect to too. So we got to figure out, you know, it's like if we run, everything is kind of a loop, just so happens. So we try to do six miles. So it's like two bridges and what's in between. But if we run the Queens Bridge, it's like a 10 mile loop, you know, or a triple bypass could be last week it was eight miles. But if you do Williamsburg to the Manhattan or to Brooklyn, then it'll be 10 miles. So it's kind of like, how many miles you guys want to do tonight? Or it's beautiful out in the middle of the winter, we should go long or, it's your birthday or, oh, wait, you're, this is your first time here. What bridge have you not run? So we always give those options. If somebody, if it's first time in a long time, we're like, what bridge do you want to run? And, and just sort of connect it. But the, the beauty of the bridges is you get that uphill. You know what I mean? That, you know, yeah, people talk about the Central Park Hill and the Prospect Park Hill, but we have the bridges like that's those are our hills you know what i mean so what comes up has to come down <laughs> that's yeah, our gym that's our, like yeah, that's back to like the gym says that you know the city's our gym and that's the same thing with like making the lights like you know all those hills are just extra you know like it's just to get you stronger and when we try to when we see that light changing and you know how you get the numbers in the light and it says like 15 14 I, i'm the one that's calling it out or says will call it out too it's like make the light and it's because it's just like pushing yourself and, and, and not, not going always, you know, going hard at times. And that's what we, after every bridge, 
you have to go hard. And that's something that's, unless you're injured, I expect you to go hard because it's something that you, you should be pushing yourself. This shouldn't be easy because life isn't easy. And like I said, it is a balance. You enjoy it for a little, but then you have to push it because we want you to get stronger. We don't want you but to just come over here just to pull around. That's the finish strong. That's not the whole run. It's just finish strong. Like yes. we always try to, like I, I, like I say, dump out the ex, the excess fuel that you've been carrying the whole run the last couple of blocks and sprint it out. Just so again, I want everybody to feel like they accomplished something at the end. I don't, you know, you get, you can run at whatever pace you want. But yeah. When you're coming down the bridge and we're waiting for you, we expect you to go hard. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right, guys. We, I think, are up to, and I think we could go on all night. Honestly, we could tell so many stories. But I think yeah. we should move on yeah. to our hot mic. Here, um, each of you will get two minutes, <clears throat> excuse me, to um, uninterrupted time to leave uh, a message or a thought that you want to share with our listeners. Yeah, and since there are two of you today, you know, if we were in person, we'd probably just flip a coin to see who goes first. But we thought of this ingenious new idea that whoever has the earlier birthday can go first. That's me. <laughs> He's in December. I'm in November. I'm in November. Yeah, Mike just celebrated. I'm still celebrating. Sorry, but yeah. Stace has to close it out. It's, it's just right. Um, all right. So let me know when you're ready. Um, Nathan, are you ready? Yeah, I'm, uh, I am ready. All right. So um, what I think that I would love to tell the people that are listening is just that I feel that you have to do what you can to really inspire the people um, in your neighborhoods, your, your friends and family, and really try to um, get them involved somehow. It's, it could start with a walk. It could start with, uh, you know, just like just being with them and just trying to get them involved because um, they're going to pass it along. And I feel that this, this is what we've started. And I feel like every crew around the world has started doing that. And, and it's just beautiful to see how this uh, movement has grown and how Bridge Runners um, continues to inspire and to see every time that we have a new runner, then bringing somebody else um, into the run crew. So I think that this is just about growing and growing and, um, um, and getting groups and putting people together, starting your own groups in your neighborhoods because um, there's so much uh, that can be done and um, so many people we can help. So I just really, I just hope that we can um, make this bigger than it is now. And it's so people think that it's already big, but we can make this 20 times bigger. And, uh, and this is gonna, never gonna end. So, and the way it doesn't end is by people like you guys to get out there and really do your part to help your friends and family and your community. Well, oh. it's very fitting now that Mike will close it out the show. You had two minutes. This is your, your bridge up, your, your run down the, the bridge. To, to finish strong? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, uh, I mean, right right now, I'm just kind of going to fill you guys in on, on where, where I am and where we are. And, um, you know, as far as, you know, with, with the lifestyle of bridge running and, and everything else. So we have the BRHQ, which is known as A to Z. Um, and what we're doing here is kind of life is a marathon and we'll get you from A to Z. The point two is on you. 
And so what we're providing is like alkaline water and acai bowls. It was A to Z is from A to Z's to sleeping. And what I'm trying to do is take other runners, like-minded runners like Power and other people um, and to turn our lifestyle into a business. So this space itself is a wellness lab. Uh, we also call it the street retreat. And it's kind of about, okay, yeah, we run on Wednesdays, but some people do yoga. And then, you know, you want to hang upside down or you want to do a, a fitness class with willpower or all these different things. But just to make it that Bridge Runners isn't just every Wednesday, but that, that this, this lifestyle is every day. So what I would say for people now for the future is kind of like what, what we're trying to do as, especially now how everything is like this, this 2020 vision shook everything up. And I feel like people, you know, now's the opportunity to sort of, it's the restart and to like, if you're not happy with what you've been doing and if it's not rewarding you in any way, figure out how to do something that's, that's fulfilling the way that, us running every Wednesday with, with basically strangers for the last 18 years is fulfilling in a way because we know we're sharing knowledge of the city and that we're inspiring others. I feel that in the new new, you know, everybody should really try their best to make sure that they're, what they're doing is, is, is for more than themselves, but for others and figure out how to, how to monetize you know, uh, you know, conscious capitalism, do something positive and hopefully you can make a living from it because that's basically what I'm, tr what I'm doing now is, is just like, okay, yeah, running on Wednesdays is cool, but like I drink alkaline water. I do, I, I'm intermittent fasting. I'm doing all these different things. Cedric has a juice bar. It's all, it's all part of, of our lives. And I feel like that model of how, how we lead with that should be the role model for 2021 or the, or the new model. And it's kind of like include wellness as a 24 seven, not just Wednesdays. Yeah. I want to add something that let's say said about the juice bar to all your listeners and everybody, if you guys go out for a run or you get there and you say you're part of the bridge runners, even if you're not, I want to give you guys a discount. So there'll be a discount for you guys. If you go to my juice bar in the Lower East Side um, called Essex Squeeze in the Essex Street Market, I, I just want people to have a um, you know better living and just find that balance and see that you can have something that tastes good, but it's also healthy. So, you know, like Say said, there's acai bowls, juice, juices, smoothies, um, toast, and uh, soon-to-be salads. So uh, can't wait to see you guys out there and really just, um, yeah, just find find that balance. And like I say, said. So, guys, for two people who can talk amazingly, you are some of the only people who came right around the two-minute mark for our hot mic. I don't even know how to explain that. It's amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for doing this. Um, just for the record, the number one most reliable source of information in our world today, Wikipedia, of course, says that there are 65 bridges in New York City. Mm. But definitely not, I don't think, get on the throg's neck and just do your thing. So, you know, you'll have to see what you're missing, maybe. Um, but that is the end of our show. And I want to thank you again, Mike says and Cedric Hernandez for being here. This has been a wonderful, um, conversation. We've never had two people on, so you're the first in that regard as well. 
Um, They're always the first in everything. Where's the juice? Wait, Cedric, where's that juice bar again? Um, it's um in the Essex Street Market. It's called Essex Squeeze, and uh, yeah, it's inside the market right there on Delancey and Essex. It's right so, next to Chinatown Ice Cream. Yeah, right next to it when you're in there, right next to shops. And if you guys, no, but when you go in, just say that you're a bridge runner or whatever. And I would love to just because this is the run community. I feel like I, this is my way of giving back, and I really just want everybody to to yeah to enjoy it, and hopefully they love it. And I just can't wait to, to hear that people are coming out from this um, community. And that's for everybody around the world, all the runners from around the world. Um, if they're listening, you know, crew love for sure. This is what and, I want to get. And the small businesses in Essex market is really awesome too. And, and anything like that, it's kind of like, so I, again, it's all about the small business supporting each other. And, and I think the more people that would do that, like Frenchie's bakery uptown that we, we try to start runs from, like we always, we're always trying to support, uh, people's businesses and, and, and people's dreams and, and try to hook them up. And if, and if there's people out there that want us to run by their space, you know, and try something new and put us on to something where, you know, hit us up and we'll definitely try to get the crew to run by. My friend was like, yo, I'm opening up a Vietnamese spot in Queens. I'm like, when? You know, we'll run out there. We need to run to Queens. We haven't been in Queens in a while. So like anything <laughs> like that, please hit us up. Let us know something cool going on, especially if it's on a Wednesday we're down to crash any opening. That's how we do. And yeah, we just want to stay involved with the community. We don't want to, you know, we, we never want to feel like we're all the way up here and we don't, we don't want to listen. And we, you know, we know this and we know that. And what do you mean there's 65 bridges? What are you talking about? <laughs> we're more like, oh, really? Okay, how can we run on the clocks tonight? Hmm, that's a good idea. Um, but uh, yeah, please, like, uh, hopefully, with what, we think what you guys are doing are, is great, and and how we can continue to work with each other and 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 help you and and help uh, other um, true Yorkers and other people around the world, and how you know to learn about their cities and to and to celebrate their cities because that's all we really do. At the end of the day, we're like we're the crew from downtown. We happen to have these three really cool bridges next to us. And the crew from Uptown happens to have a lot of really nice hills uptown. And the crew from Queens has their thing. And, and the crews in Brooklyn and the crews in the Bronx. So everybody has their thing. We just have, you know, the BMW at our footsteps. So that's those, you know, those are our main three bridges. But it's, it's really the city deserves the credit. Because I did graffiti, I have a special eye for, for things. I look, at, I look at the city in a different way. And that's how we get to travel through it in, in such a way. But um, yeah, it's all about us. It's all about New York, you know? Well, thank you so much again for coming on, um, having this conversation with us. I want to thank co-hosts, Jamie, Inez, our producer. You may not know this, Inez is our producer as well. And of course, we have some listeners. So I want to thank all of you so much um, for helping us bridge, for helping us build and cross all the bridges. Thanks for listening to Let's Get Uncomfortable. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate, and review us on the App Store, and follow us on Spotify.